You're listening to the Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders and Undercover Capes. In this show, I'm sitting down with creators from all walks of life to talk about inspiration, process, the lessons they've learned, and a whole lot more. What up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new Comic Crusaders Podcast. I am your host, Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders Undercover Capes. Welcome, welcome. Today, I am very happy to have someone very special right here on this interview today for me. This person was one of the first two believers of Comic Crusaders, let me tell you, on the publicity side. I'm forever grateful for that. But this person has also had one very incredible journey. She's an amazing comic book publicist. She's now an author. But again, her journey has been incredible. She's a great friend to the brand. Let me tell you, an ultimate colleague that I treasure very much, the one and only. It's my, it's the one I call my M and M. There ain't no other M and M but this one, the one only, Melissa Mazzaros. Where if I was? Yay! <laughs> hey, <y'all. laughs> How you doing? I'm doing. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm over here in in Orlando, which is nice and cold today. I'm I, I'm feeling the the nice fresh air, like a, a, like a real New Yorker, and like everybody's wearing <laughs> like like thick ass jackets, Melissa. Now I'm over here listening to my little hoodie, like enjoying it, like yes. But what is yes. cold for you, really? What is cold for you? No, again, I live in Mass, so you know <laughs> that, that's twenty ten degrees, you know, and and here in Orlando, you know, you get sixty degrees, and these guys are in like boots, moccasins already, wearing like ski gear. Like, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> oh, that's great. Nope, here I think it it was uh, maybe fifty five today, Seattle. Yeah, I love it. Oh my God, Seattle. Seattle. Yeah, yeah uh, listen, my, my uh, daughter's apparent boyfriend lives over there in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And my daughter's like, ah, I want to go visit Seattle. I mean, she's of age, but we want to chaperone her ass over there because we, we, we got to meet homie, too. <laughs> if you're listening, homie, you know, and if we got we got Melissa over there that'll bust mm-hmm. your ass, too, in case of any business, side. Right? Yeah. You see it. So, all right, yo, Melissa, man, you, you've had quite the journey, you know, awesome kind of a publicist, music beforehand, and and then things happen in your life, and then here you are climbing back up that ladder and rocking yet once again and doing what you got to do. So, for people that don't know, let's talk a little bit about yourself, of course. Where are you from, OG? I am from Pennsylvania, just outside of Pittsburgh, uh, about 40 45, 40, yeah, 45 miles north of Pittsburgh. It's in a little, little town. It's basically stuck in the 50s. You still see beehive hair. They're still, com- <laughs> <laughs> like, very competitive with the hot dog shops and the chicken wings. So. Oh, my. Hey, yeah, was a good, a good hot dog <laughs> shop. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm OG yeah. from Brooklyn. You can give me that Coney Island Nathan's yeah. talking. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, man. So were you there for a long time in your youth, or were you a, a child that moved around? Ah, uh, well, I was there until I was about 20. Um, okay, and okay. then I moved around quite a bit. Did you find the tribe, though? Did you have your tribe out there while you were growing up? Yes. Yes. And now I'm very how, lucky. How did you find your tribe? What was the connection? Uh, it's a lot of troubleshooting. <laughs> uh, you look I mean, like a troublemaker. I can't, I was like, yo, for real, man, this, this girl would get me, I would probably be locked up if I was a Melissa. Like, yo, this girl got me in trouble, but I yeah. no worries. Yeah, I do tend to get people in trouble, but it's the good ones that stick around. Anyway. <laughs> I love it. So, what, what was your, okay, because I know your, one of your first loves is, in fact, music. 
So yeah. tell me about that. Was your family like all about music? What was your first taste into music that, that um, got you so acclimated into it? It was something that was self-discovery. I think it was more self-discovery, but my dad was really into music. Uh, he actually had a stereo room. Um, he would like blast Pink Floyd all the time, which I hated Pink Floyd growing up. At the time. <laughs> At the time. And then I, I finally came around to Echoes Live in Pompeii. Uh, about five years ago, and since then, I'm like, oh, I get it. I hear you. Listen, the Fatso said that today. He's like, adult dropping the album, I wanted them to do it. like, nah, nah, man, I'm not feeling it. And he goes, two weeks later, I'm like singing every song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I get it, man. You get acclimated into the music, though you wind up appreciating, mm-hmm. not just because, you know, the the reflection of the past, but it's also like, it actually is really good music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and, uh, so, yeah. So that and uh, my grandparents listen to Johnny Cash. Oh, words! Oh, your, yeah. your grandparents are awesome. Then, and how was that? <laughs> I mean, so everybody with the Pennsylvania were you like all, all close together? You had to travel with them. The the the, the state or what? What was popping there? Oh, we were ten years behind the times. Uh, so a lot of the stuff that I was listening to was like the early early nineties, late eighties. Wait, you're so close to New York, and you were ten years behind. Yeah. God damn. I'm yeah. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I wish you knew young Al Mega. I would have been making you mixtapes. Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> you remember like tapes? <laughs> oh yeah, as my wifey, it was so funny. We were looking at it and I actually found we found a lot of the old mixtapes I made for her. And I would do yeah. this basically like from tape to tape to tape. You feel me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like old school, like yo, ghetto, but I was like I would spend so much money. Like my my mom didn't allow me to be a DJ, you know, circumstances and like safety issues in New York, you know how it goes. Gangster era. <laughs> like, no, you're not gonna be that, even though my pops for the first time was all for it. Cause he only saw the cash on it. I'm like, all right. At least he believes in something I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> As all dads go. I can say the same thing. But we got uh, Exactly. So how did you get into wanting to even, like, start working in music? What was that? That Why did you take that journey? What was the journey like? What did you do to, you know, get into it? <laughs> well, it started as um, me just hanging around shows. Um, and I became so invested in, in people. As, that, as of what age, if you know what I'm asking, you started uh, hanging. You start, you start. I was probably like 14 or 15 years old. Oh, damn, you started young hanging. Yeah. So it was nice. And, and it was more or less like I liked it so much that I would start hanging flyers, and I would start telling other people to come to shows. And, you know, growing up in a really small area outside Pittsburgh, like the punk community was really big, so there were a lot of shows at like VFWs and uh, fire halls. Um, but how it kind of graduated into me getting more formal with the music industry, uh, (laughs) it just Uh makes me laugh. No, it's just a lot of, um, knowing the right people and just working your way up. Like you're meeting the merch people, you're meeting the road manager. And I didn't start music until somebody mistaked me as a publicist. Uh, it was a, oh I love it so it was it, it, it just happened you there happened. Uh, yeah I am tell me you did that yeah of course I am no doubt <laughs> no I was like what's a publicist and then I started working at a music venue nice. um, I've done a lot of freelance stuff for music uh, working with a lot of bands independently um, yeah that's just kind of how it went it's very I don't know because it was just you, like my so life. you like, fell into it you're like okay let me the only tr- the ultimate no, trust fall, of, yeah? The, and, and I think there was a lot of force involved. 
absolutely because it's oh, you, I were, remember, you were okay you were tenacious in that moment i was very tenacious i was very tenacious like to where i would follow bands for several cities and oh, i would damn, stay behind man. after they kicked the crowds out I Wait, so how are you following with the bands you making paper like what's your you hustling what no, you doing girl no no it was it was because you know on the east coast all the cities are so close together okay if you okay. pop in a car you're going to go two hours away. You was just, you was just no. riding, taking yeah. rides everywhere. That, yeah. that poor car must have had crazy mileage. <laughs> it did. I think it died at 192,000 miles. Oh, rest in peace, Vio. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but after um, I did that for so long, they were like, hey, do you want to do, do you want to do PR for the show? Do you want to, wow. you know, come and work for the venue? Do you want to come? And they, I used to work for next to nothing. Like they would give me show admission and when I was old enough, they would give me drink tickets. But I would oh, get nice. into shows under age that are 21 and up because I would do uh, PR for them. Well, let's get rid of it. I mean, we're of age now. I mean, you were getting <laughs> drink tickets regardless. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Really? They, they were, yeah. Real? Oh, yeah, I love did. it. All right. You know, mm-hmm. God bless. Listen, I was telling a story to a friend of mine because, you know, I'm a weed smoker. And I, I remember this spot in Brooklyn that we were asked for Big Reds, you know, and Big Red was chocolate. And and one but one day there was a twelve year old kid there and he get Mama let me get a, a big red so she actually gave him the gum and he goes lady that's not what I mean and this lady just looked at him like you better get the f out of my store before I kick your ass <laughs> I was like wow this is a real person right here like yeah you don't sell to kids that's great thank you you proved a great I was like yeah you know what give me two I was gonna buy one <laughs> I felt like charity that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so how does it hook up with the past blue ribbon too, man? Because my, my my middle brother, he loves he <laughs> loves PVR. Let me tell you. And we were hanging out in, in a in a bar in Brooklyn called CYN Lounge, Sin Lounge, CYN Lounge, and that it was two dollar PBTs or PBRs all night. You know what I mean? So it's like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, we're gonna hang out. I said, let me guess. <laughs> you know what I mean? So how did that happen? How did you find that sponsor? Because I'm trying to find sponsors too, girl, so talk about that. <laughs> that one's a surprise to me, too. I can't word? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you are. There you uh, Eminem <laughs> over here, we getting them crazy yeah, hookups. <laughs> so yeah. I, I stopped drinking Paps when I turned 22. Yeah, I was I, just trying to be cool, you know? know. <laughs> yeah, trying to be cool. Oh, that's awesome, though. All right, so... I know you've always, you know, you're a publicist and, and you know, you, you support others, right? Always. So how did comics come into it? Because here you go for music and then the way I met you, obviously, was through comics. Mm-hmm. So how did comics become a big, you know, a, a, you know, playing into this whole narrative? Well, prior to comics, I was actually working in film. Um, so I oh, kind word. of made that okay. leap. Yeah, I made that leap into film. And um, after... I did film, actually, as I was working in the film um, festival here in Seattle, uh, I applied for a job at Dark Horse. And it was actually to work under somebody else, and because I had more experience than them, they didn't accept me. So when that person left, they actually invited me back, because I was working on a graphic novel at the time. Um, I had, you know, the writing credential. I had done film, and they were looking to kind of, move that property a lot more as they got more into film on the dark horse entertainment side um so yeah that's just kind of it was luck but it was because i didn't get the job on the first take but were you a fan of comics oh yeah oh yes absolutely. what what was your joints oh eight ball 
always April. <laughs> That's really like what got me into it. And and I remember, you know, a lot of the, the licensed properties early on, like The Simpsons was the number one of mine, Calvin and Hobbes, of course. Nice. Um, See, I always I, love that girls always come in from this different scale. Like, when you talk to boys, if you will, or men, it's always the big superheroes. But when you talk to women, females, it's like, yeah, I come from such a different narrative. Like, this is how I got into comics. <laughs> like, oh, shit, I never thought of it that way. It's pretty cool. I like that. So, look at Calvin. I mean, I'm a big fan of those newspaper strips, too. <laughs> you know yeah, it was, I mean? the, it was the collections because we didn't even have a comic shop where I grew up. Like I got nah. my comics from no, I got it from the grocery store and the bookstore, and we had grocery a wall. Grocery store, you uh, so tell yeah. me, was it like a bodega? No, oh, no, nah. it was like a large scale grocery store that actually okay. also had VHS rentals. Oh, and VHS, it, folks. yeah. Okay. What's a VHS? I don't know what that is. All this no, <laughs> Beta Max. Oh my God, Beta Max going <laughs> even further with the one real motherfucker. God damn, yo, <laughs> mm-hmm. you fucking me up right now, jeez, yo. Don't let these white hairs fool you. I'm not that old now. Yeah, mine too. At least it is. Yo, is that die? I mean, shit, I'm about to oh, do that yeah. point too. Oh, yeah. I'm about to, I'm making it to do that to the top that can match the bottom, you know. <laughs> I mean, not the trays, but I mean this bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, talk about the whole journey then, just in, in the publicity side. Like, how did you get acclimated easily between music and comics? Was it an easy acclimation? Uh, yeah, yeah, it actually was. I think that the difference was just being a part of a system was, or being in-house was a lot harder for me because I'd always done freelance. Okay. Um, even in film, I was very much independent, even though I was really? working in somebody else's house. I love house. it. it yeah. the, the, the queen of indie, I'm going to call you right now, queen of indie. It's a wrap, yeah. Love it, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, and, and uh, but... It's like if you know how to do a job, you just kind of have to take the tools that you're provided and learn Great. how to utilize them in a different way. And that's that's all it is. Um, there are different things about working in PR that a lot of people, I think a good publicist um, knows. Uh, and I think it definitely is innate, as I do talk about in my book. Um, it is very much innate. It sticks with you. And what it really comes down to is that you're – you know, absolutely gracious and you're patient and you're kind and you don't give people things that they don't want and you are always supportive yep. to, to know that you're the conduit in the middle. Well, and, and let me tell you, you definitely are that. You know, I love, hey, you check it hey, out. I was like, I'm always going to have you. Just give me the time. You know, I'm always going to try to also post things when it's going to be also best for you in that particular post and within our time scale. So, don't worry, I'm always going to take care of you. We're going to get to how you even were inspired to open up your own joint. But let's get into the book and that story because, you know, uh, of course, it's it's heartbreaking. Like, uh, I, I wish you would never have gone through anything like that. You know, it hurts me to, to know that you went through that. Again, you're, you're my friend. Like, damn, you went through so much uh, difficulty and pain. The reading is like you didn't realize it at first. <laughs> it's like yeah. wow, it's wow. So let's talk about that. So let's talk about this amazing book you have coming out. Go have your metal headband, real head press, dropping next year. All right, mm-hmm. on March the third. Um, so talk talk about you know the journey of the book and, and particularly obviously your experience. I mean, what happened, Melissa? What happened, you know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it it. It's funny because I, I, I'm still trying to synthesize it to this day, even though the book is done. Um, if I could go back and 
change the whole discourse of things. I don't even think that I would at this point because, you know, had I not left work that day at that moment going to see Judith Priest and somebody hitting me with their car, um, I wouldn't have the things that I have and I have to be putting things on a positive spin. I know that I went through a lot of darkness. I know that there was a lot of recovery issues, but because of um, everybody who was so supportive of me and even in the things that I lost because of this, I feel like I gained so much more uh, because I learned who my friends were. I learned who my colleagues were. I learned what I'm capable of. And I learned how I can definitely utilize my growing pains to help others, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying not to cry on you. <laughs> no, no, please don't, because if you do, I will, because I'm a sensitive Puerto Rock. So, <laughs> but, you know, when I read that what you went through, I mean, damn, Judas Priest, New York Pizza, I mean, damn. It's that's it's a perfect, perfect it's, it's a perfect, perfect night. night. Yo, know, you know, <laughs> I wish you were here. I was goddamn <laughs> That is the perfect night, and I'm sad that that, that even happened. I mean, did you even see that coming? Like, no. Nah, it was just no. It, fast. It was so fast. Um, okay, hold on, damn, yo, fuck. I'm getting no, I don't want to think about it. All right. I'm no, no, it, it, it's really, it's really okay. Um, no, it happens so fast. And, you know, every crosswalk in Oregon, whether marked or unmarked, is still a crosswalk. And um, traffic was gridlocked. And I had used that same intersection every single day when I was leaving work. It's right outside the office every single day. Nothing was different. I didn't think that anything was going to change. I made it to the last lane because it was like a three or four. It was a three lane. I made it to the last lane and somebody had zip merged and clipped me with their car. And I... And I was lucky that people who I worked with at the time came outside and they saw me laying in the street. So, but you were alone at the time when that happened. You I was with? no, I was completely no? unconscious. You know I'm saying, but you were alone when you were crossing. You were, you know, when yeah. you left the office, that was you have no colleague with you. No, no, I had nobody with me because I was yeah. going to meet a friend on the next street. Oh, yeah, and we were going to go get pizza and go see Judas Priest, but instead, I woke up in the road. And that's the last thing I remember. A, a colleague of mine was with me. She had paper towels on my head. And then the yeah, paramedics the came. Going on. Yeah, I was like, uh, well, I, was, I was like, I'm really cold. And she's like, well, you're laying in the road. Oh, I need a fucking slice right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told, the, I told the paramedics, I said, you can put me in this ambulance and take me to the hospital. But when I get there, I'm taking an Uber to see Judas Priest. It's just not, like, I'm not missing. Hardhead, are you a Taurus? <laughs> God damn, you're a hardhead, son. Well, because they, they, they knew that something was wrong when they asked me what city I was in, and my response was delayed. And I was like, uh, Portland, duh. And it's because I said that, that the police department was like, mm, I can't even get into the legal side of that. But, you know, look, you know, yeah. when you look like, I do. When you have tattoos, or it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you look different or somebody perceives you as different, somebody's going to pass judgment on you even when you're Immediately. 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 I know. I know how that is. And let's talk about that because I know that you said you never fit. You never felt like you fit in. No. I mean, and, and why, did you have, why did you feel that way, though, honestly? 
Uh, I'm 4'10", for one. <laughs> oh, really? You're short? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, 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 my God. <laughs> and I, I always... Uh, I always oh, dress differently. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. Then you got to meet my daughter because she's on this, like, Western Gothic pop thing. Spikes, all black, but cowboyish and gangsters. That sounds I mean, amazing. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> my daughter's awesome. I'm like, damn, she definitely got that shit from, from, from her mama because her mama was masked out. And everybody's like, hey, there. You know, giving you some love right there. That's my man, Stu, and SBJ. That's right. This lady's amazing right here. Let me tell you. Y'all folks don't know. Y'all folks don't know. So, so you say you never fought with it. So, you got into tattoos kind of as as, as self-expression. So, Mm -hmm. why did you feel that was the best way to kind of self-express? Instead of being the girl who was short, who dressed weird, it was easier to be the girl with tattoos. It was easier to be that because it, it, at least I fit into a group of people to some degree. Okay. So. Um, Your tribe. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Like my tribe. I get it. Yeah. I get it. This Puerto Rico only got a couple, you know, only a couple, but I, I understand when it's about fitting with a tribe because sometimes I feel, even though I got my brand, there's only very few that are my tribe. <laughs> You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we're different. We're unique in, in, in the things that we do and love. And not everybody could definitely understand the nature of what we do and why we do it. <laughs> right. You know, that's true. So I really something my, my, my daughter deals with. So I understand that chronic anxiety has been a huge thing for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and you've gone through journeys along with that with medication, alcohol abuse. Like, how did you deal with that? Have you grown from that? Are you feeling better from that? Um, yes, yes. Uh, anxiety is still somewhat prevalent because I still have setbacks from the injury itself. Like, today... Um, so, what causes an anxiety? What's kind of like a trigger for you? Noise. Just, just noise is, yeah. Noise really? is still a trigger for me. Mm-hmm. So, that's it for conscious for you. Yeah, so that's where, like, also music comes into uh, play. So okay. if I have my headphones in, if I'm out, then I'm not going to hear a lot of loud noises, a lot of different conversations, because my mind, it still can't separate those things. Crazy. It's still, like, very cacophonous, and it's still very noisy, and it, wow. it makes me feel so anxious. Um, no more meds, because uh, they, me um, they put me on medication after the injury because they were concerned that um, I was having outbursts, but it was outbursts from where my head was hit. And it wasn't like I'm throwing stuff. It was more or less like I couldn't really – I would kind of get spastic or a little um, loud or verbose about, like, uh, somebody doing construction or, you know, if I would get angry in traffic or if if somebody was driving. Oh, man, don't live in Florida. (laughs) <laughs> Don't live in Florida. These motherfuckers oh, in goddamn red lights. Yo, I'm about to choke somebody. <laughs> that and they did like the the whole Jersey drivers moving down there too. They're the oh, worst. Jersey. Oh, Jersey drivers again. I always kid that Jersey is the uh, well, what is the trash bin of New York? And then people get <laughs> mad at me when I say that. But uh, yo, yo, come on, man. I'm just telling you the truth. Don't get mad. I'm only yep. playing. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know. Yeah. Also, you're a compassionate soul. 
and what I mean by that is because uh, you're called the Robin Hood of comics. Webot. You don't got that bow and arrow. You ain't pulling no arrows on the asses. Not yet. I love it. That's right. Not yet. <laughs> Although, I, I, I got to ask you after the show things that you've gone through. Because New York Comic Con, I want to ask you how was the show. You gave me this response. Like, oh, I got to find out what's popping. It is yeah. between us. Because, you know, if I was there, nothing would pop up. I would smack the motherfucker real quick. But, um. <laughs> You laugh. I'm serious. I, I, I mean, I'm laughing because I know you're serious. <laughs> I know for certain you're serious. So what what is it with this Robin Hood of comics? Because I know that, you know, you started something after all this. You know, you got this awesome book coming out, right, next month. It, it, it tells the journey of what you've gone through with the pain. But also, like, how, you're like yo, you were doing, like, you were on your way. You yeah. know what I mean? You were truly... On your way, mom. I had felt and, like that, and I love that how day. you didn't stop that, and I love that. I saw a social post of how certain people you thank, like, thank you for like fishing me back here. Like, you, it's like you were lost at sea, and these motherfuckers put a hook out there and just brought you back. Like, nah, you ain't going out to sea, girl. Like, <laughs> let's bring you back. So just, yeah. just talk about that, like you know, w- w- all these inspirations. So you've gone through this, you know, accident, you know. Did you have good support from the family and friends? Oh. And how did that go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my friends, absolutely. Um, and uh, the, the comment, the, <laughs> 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 I'm what? only joking, too. I love you. I'm only joking. No, uh, um, and and my, my family was supportive as well. But the, the most support I got from anybody was the comics community. And you know what happened after the accident. And when that happened, I said, I'm done with comics forever. I'm just going to oh. either, like, go be a tattoo artist or I'm going to just go do something else. And maybe I should oh, just... Don't, don't tell me you could draw, too. Don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm not drawing that line. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and, and and it was specifically Mark London from Mad Cave Studios. And that's, that's my dude. He is the best. And um, also Mark Irwin, who was at Insight. Oh. And he's now at Mad Cave Studios. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they were like, mm-mm, nope. You're not going anywhere. And then people started asking me, well, are you free to do freelance work? And I didn't even think about it. I didn't even consider doing freelance work because I was so used to the in-house structure. But what I realized, and I'm not talking bad about in-house marketers because a lot of them are my friends. A lot of us have a network and we know. Yeah. Um, they're doing the best they can, but given the, the sizes of their catalogs, they always don't have the resources to pay attention to the independent titles. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that there was – um, that I had the ability to do that. So people that might be overlooked, um, I could give the opportunity to give more publicity to. And I think if those people, you know, well, um, I'm sorry to say, but if publishers, larger publishers want to keep their indie cred by signing on their um, independent stories, but they're not taking care of them properly and not nope. giving it the, the, I mean, the recognition it deserves, I want to be that person. And it's like, if I'm going to be Robin Hood, that's fine, I guess. But I really generally care about people's stories being told. I think that's only fair because you know how long it takes to make a comic book. It's forever. And and everybody has a day job. And this is something they're really passionate about. And why is it? And and these people just need to create. And and that's why they need to hand off that publicity to someone. That's capable, has the connections. And it's like, you know, you know, you create, and I'll get your message out there. Don't you worry. Yeah. And that's what you're really great at. So talk about, 
you know, the creation of the amazing agency that is I know you're gonna have to come up with the commercial for that. With yeah, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I was cuter though. You know what I mean? So I could do that. Say, you know, with a fucking baby face and big eyes. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if there was no uh, heavy metal headbang, um, and not even before writing the book, I think you know that wasn't even in my mind at the time. If it wasn't for the headbang itself, there would be no don't hide. Um, really? You think that, that that was the biggest, insp- that, that was yeah. the kick in the ass or the kick in the head you needed, if you will? Yeah, <laughs> the kick in the <laughs> <head>. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. We got to make light of shit because, again, you're still here. Oh, girl. no, absolutely. You're, you're a hell of a survivor. Fuck it. Fuck that, like Final Destination. <laughs> I hope you ain't creeping around listening to music. Yo, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, now no, I'm gonna be thinking about fine. I know. I'm actually always looking over my shoder. I'm like, what are they gonna work? kill? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, what, what's the next time? What's the next time? I am concerned about that because <laughs> I was on my third life. This is my third one. Um, third? Yeah. Wait, this is wait, my wait, third. wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Rewind now. I need yeah. to know my homegirl here. So talk about that. What do <laughs> you mean your third? What happened? Uh, well, I do talk about this in the book, but um, I got really sick about ten years ago. Uh, I was uh, I lost my child, um, oh, and I almost lost my own life that time. I flatlined that time. The second time was the headbang, <laughs> and the third time, which is in the next book, is the fire. The ne- uh, oh, I know. I wanted to ask because I was like, hey. yeah, and I've been through that too. And like, listen, with your journey, listen, let me tell you, we've been on now uh, a kind of a lane because. I, my spouse went through a life threatening thing, so I went through the pain of almost losing her, right? And then if that happens, she survived, thank God. She's like, you strong woman, you know, grace of God. Guess what? Let me have a fucking fire on New Year's Day. What in year the was middle that? of the night. So, you know, a couple of years ago. And it was like, I'm barefoot, 2 a.m., January 1st, after paying the rent, like, I'm watching my, my crib burn. Like, this is the way to start a year, huh? <laughs> so, as I, and then, when you told me about you and your poor chickens and your animals, man, I was like, you're so heartbroken. Like, damn, yo. But, like, I'm sorry that anybody has to go through that. Yo, I, it's the most horrible Oh shit, yo! I don't want to cry. Oh, it's like the most, so no, 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 no! I'm just saying, it's like it's really like it, it's hard it's, when you see that. It's like what the fuck? And then when you have family, it's like you know. And damn, look at you! you damn, you, you, yo, you gone through some shit, girl, too. So we, we're on that narrative of, of, of hurt, but this is why God's gonna bless us even stronger. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry that you had to deal with but it. You too, yeah, New Year's Day. Girl. But you know what? As you know, it gives you the opportunity to grow past it. Yeah, and I yeah. think for each tragedy we have, as long as we can get past it, you're capable of anything. I really only believe that. And yeah. it's not even as a lark. It's like, wow. No, you, got, you, know? you, got, you got mega free and emotion. It's going to cause a mega emotional episode. God damn it. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm now, sorry. I don't be sorry about that. Because, again, because again, I feel that you're a colleague, and it's just crazy how our lives have been parallel in the same type of fucking tragedy. That's crazy. But we have both continued to excel. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. give up. We don't let shit stop us. 
you know, Final Destination, my ass, motherfucker. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bad months for this motherfucker. We going on forever. Forever. I love it. And we'll just keep giving good. That's all we need to do. Yeah. So you see, now you tease me because, you know, here we are. We're talking about the amazing book that you have coming out, Heavy Metal Headbag, and you already gave a teaser like, the fire is booked too. So what? <laughs> what are we talking? Like, you know what I love about this because as I was reading the book, one of the things you kind of really expressed and expounded on is that like, I'm not an author, you know, with an attitude. Like, and here you are, you're gonna be on book two. Come on, nah, just... what's popping, yo? What are we? What? <laughs> yo, you you funny? I love it though. You keep going. So this book drops then, but and what's the plan for book two? So the book book two is in the works. It's um, the working title is called Song Over the Bones, um, and it is about the fire happening. And at, at the end of this book, spoiler, spoiler, and the afterward, you kind of get a sense that it's going to continue on. Mm-hmm. Um, when everything and the just it's it's like New Year's Day when you the moment you think everything's going to be perfect and everything can move forward, yes. something else gets in your way. <laughs> something else gets in your way. So it's this next book, like I said, the work in title is um song over the bones which is alluding to the wolves uh, of the uh new mexico and uh there's a reason for that because one ran in front of my car and gave me you know they said listen to the spirits in new mexico and when this wolf ran in front of my car um and i had told a shaman about it they said you're not listening to what they have to say Mm. and i did like a lot of soul searching on it and what i i don't believe in folklore um, and what it was telling me was that the situation I was in was not a good one. And when I removed myself from that situation, I started seeing the bigger picture as to what was wrong and what the wolves were telling me. I know that sounds crazy, but you're going to have to like, but it talks a lot about um, I get it. Grow, growing up with um, traditional ideals of relationships, um, how the media has made relationships look as for for people who grew up in like the late 70s or the 80s and the early 90s, uh, what Disney made it look like versus what Hans Christian Andersen was really saying. Um, <laughs> you know, and it, it, gets, it gets pretty, yeah, it really dissects the relationships dynamics and how things have changed and how things are continuing to change in the light of a tragedy. So, I yeah. I want to share this, too, because, you know, we're talking about your amazing new book, and I haven't shared the cover. I want people to see. Look, look, look how dope this cover is. Identity, <laughs> fame, net worth. Go ahead. Judge a book by its cover. And I want you to tell me, you know, first, of course, you know, talk about the inspiration about the title, but that particular picture, what's going on there? That was one of the pictures that I had. I took in the hospital or after I got out of the hospital, um, and I did. I didn't even think about doing it for legal purposes at that point. I just wanted to see what was going on, um, and that is actually where the brain bleed started pulling out and draining itself. So um, I actually have a tattoo. I don't know if you can really? see it. So- Hey, hold on. Let me put you on the big screen, girl. Yeah. Oh, so, so, like, I got there this. I see. Okay. Can you see it? Yes. So that was to commemorate where my headbang was. So 
So I wow. have. I, I and have, it was green like that. Yeah, it was. I black, would think it's turning green, into sea hulk, yo. I was like, purple. damn. Yeah, and it it was. I had a crack up here and a crack, oh my god, crack like this long back there on my skull. They they said it got to X amount of millimeters, and if the brain bleed, which was in between my brain and my skull, causing pressure, they said I could have died if it reached like four more millimeters. Oh my god, really? Yeah. And you didn't feel none of this? I felt I felt the pain because they had – the crazy thing when I was at intake, um, I had folks from Oni Press, folks from Image, folks from Dark Wars, all in the waiting room with me, which wow. is crazy that they – that's why I say when I got that support, it was really there. Like, they were the first wow. to, to be there for me. I was so completely out of it. And I remember saying, my head hurts my head hurts and that's all I said but apparently wow. by the time I got the intake I was like my head hurts it like, hurts yo, yeah. carry up my fucking head right <laughs> and I yo, don't I don't think crazy. that they they had considered giving me any um anything because wow. like, once again once again they were yeah, they see you like that yeah mm-hmm. and they don't understand I can't believe you still 410 this is blowing my mind I'm loving it <laughs> I'm digging this so much you have no idea Oh, man, different days, different times. Man, mm. shit. Uh, I'm feeling the energy. <laughs> um, yeah, and what you do, because you're awesome. So let's talk about the celebrity bucket list. You know, oh. Sam Elliott, Steve What's popping? What is that, real? Oh, yeah. Uh, so I worked with Sam Elliott um, for a movie called I'll See You in My Dream. Okay. And... This was one of the greatest moments of my career, and I think it was like one where I got like Twitter painted a little bit. But um, <laughs> I was out of I was out of the office on on a call, um, and my fellow colleagues actually told him that I wanted to meet him so badly. Oh my so he god! He came back to the office the next day because I was only supposed to do his red carpet. And he goes, hello, Melissa. I heard you wanted to meet me and talk about my bees. <laughs> I, I was just like, can you just talk to me for like five minutes? No questions. Just no questions. Yeah, just, right? just talk about whatever you want. And um, I, I did, I did, I never, ever spoke to Steve Buscemi, but uh, because I was being a professional. I actually had to have somebody, like, pull me by the back of the collar. He scares me, yo, let me tell you. Really? Why? Yeah. I don't know. Like, that, that, uh, I'm a big fan of him, too, and I don't know, but it's just this whole look and say, like, this motherfucker real gangster. I don't know if he's going to fucking freak out on me or what, yo. <laughs> kind of just have that vibe. Just yeah, yeah, he does. That's what I'm saying, yo. Like, yeah, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm a hard tour New Yorker. I'm trying to, I read the vibe. Like, yo, I think you could bug out on me any minute. I don't trust you. <laughs> Well, he was filming Portlandia, which I didn't know. And I was at a movie theater in Portland. And me and uh, a friend of mine were walking outside of the movie theater. He was just standing outside of the movie theater. Said, just oh, my God. It's Steve Buscemi. It's Steve Buscemi. He was right there. He was right there. And pulled me by the back of the car. And she goes, you're a publicist. You should know better. This is his downtime. You can't go talk to him. Nah, you listen, fuck that, bro. <laughs> you listen, when I get an opportunity at that, I'll make it on. Listen, I know I'm supposed to be off, but these next five minutes, I'm on. <laughs> so I would have to ask, like, who would be your one person? Who would be your one person? Yeah, man. I, this, this, you know, damn, you know, I would love to talk to someone, Hayek, or, 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 or Rock, you know, like, people like that. I, I, you need right, to meet my I, publicist. She looks I like would Hayek. Yo, 
Listen, I'm I'm getting this close to to the rock, and you never know how close I get to Sam. Like, yo, we gotta work together, girl. I would love to be part of Don't Hide PR. <laughs> I wasn't gonna do that. You know where I'm at? Don't hide. <laughs> I'm digging it. Stick yeah. it for now. <laughs> just show up at a convention. Yeah, and- I show up at a convention. You know, when you talk, when people just come up to to Melissa's table, it's like, what's the name of your company? This Puerto Rican is coming out. It's called Don't Hide. <laughs> you do it too well. You do it way too well. Yeah, I, I love it because I'm a believer in the brand, yo. Because it's about being real. You, yo. I mean, anyone I know that's looking for that, I always say. Talk to my homegirl first. Yeah, if you're looking for any publicity or whatever, she know what she's doing because she's real. Because, again, I see you're all about Nirvana and all that. You know, that, that, that's my band, too. You know, Did you ever get to see them live when you were younger? Or no? Oh, no, no. But the great thing is where I live now is smack dab in between where he wrote uh, Nevermind and where he Ooh. grew up. Ooh. So I always feel that energy. I always feel that energy, and actually, his you got that team spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, the there where his ashes are is a park ten minutes away from my place. Say word, really? Yeah, I mean that's how much it meant to me at the time. I never got to see them. Um, I've seen Melvin's oh, how many times? Um, probably like uh, eight times a year as you know, pre-pan. Sorry, pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic, um, eight times a year for five years, ish. Yeah, okay. and you're never gonna see the same show twice. Hi, have you? Did you get to see them? No, I wish. I mean, I didn't get to see my first band until I was in my very early thirties, and my first band, you know, like hardcore band. I mean, not that I didn't go to concerts. I saw Jay Z, hip hop. But I mean, when we're talking mm-hmm. some metal, my first band was Slipknot in New York. Really? That my exterminator. Because he would see me back then. Back then, he had to meet me. I had double, uh, you know, piercings on the eyebrows. My whole ear was laced up. I had this over here, too. You know, I had a mohawk. Um, nice. And my, my exterminator is, like, all boy head looking like a skinhead. But he was all about heavy metal. And one day, my wife had come home from work. She goes, yo. They still made a left a, a, a message on our mailbox talking about if you want to go see Slipknot. I said, I I don't I, my brother's gonna hate me for this, but hell fucking yeah, because that's my <laughs> brother's favorite band, and I got to see them first. He hates me for that, bro. Really? Yo, Melissa, you don't know that was my first mosh pit, so I didn't know what to expect. And some song came on, they're like everybody got on the fucking floor. I'm like, all right. I got on the floor. Everybody fucking bounced when I say jump on the side. When he said jump, oh my God, there was this like three big MFers coming at me, like to push me. And I said, oh shit, I went all Brooklyn. I'm like pushing everybody. I had one of them and I bounced him like a basketball. By the time the song was over, my boy was all the way to my right. And he's looking for me. Ow! Ow! I'm like, I'm here. I'm like, what the fuck just happened here? <laughs> My first experience, and I loved it ever since. Then I got to see Stain, System of a Dime, Metallica, uh, Mars Volta, um, Linkin Park before Chester passed, of course, on the second album, Reanimation Tour, you know, uh, Story of the Year. Um, I've seen Mad Band so far after that, and it, it, it's a love. And then with my daughter, I saw um, Pantera and a couple other metal bands, but she lives that life. She kind of reminds me how you are with that metal flavor, you know what I mean, music, that's how she is. And then she could 
Like if a band was to hire right now to do a heavy metal album cover, she would fucking kill it. It would it would win Design of the Year right now. I'll tell you, she that she's that gifted. Not because she's my daughter. That's when we talk. We got London boy right here talking to you. Salute, salute. In big country, big country. I love that name, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you about the country, your poor chickens and everything, and the fires. Well, you the, told me the, that shit broke my heart. Survived. They That's did. The yeah. They hey, survived. hey, they motherfuckers didn't survive. Was it? No, none of them feathers got burned, right? Well, they they did have a little bit of burning. Yeah, and tinged? yeah, oh, yeah, a little. But they all survived. They're actually very happy living in New Mexico. No word. So yeah. you just raise them. You don't eat them, do you? No, no, no. Because no. let me tell you, I, I, my sister lives in West Palm. She had two chickens, and oh, well, she had two chickens three months ago. When I went to see her this weekend, I'm like, where the chickens? She like, oh, they're now belly. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, these poor motherfuckers. Damn, that's foul. <laughs> you get uh, it? That's foul. Yeah, <laughs> foul play. <laughs> <laughs> Bad pun. It's Bad fine. Pun. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No pun. But yeah, let me see. And, and then before we go, I just want to tell people you like you've worked like awesome clients. Vigo yeah. Morrison, mm-hmm. fucking Jason Lee, you know, uh Ty West, Colin Hanks, John Cameron Mitchell, Duff McKagan, Atticus Ross, oh my god, Jeff Lemire, Mike Allred. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yo, you got an awesome web too. You're the new <laughs> Spider Woman. I, I maybe I don't know. It's just I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. Is it easy to network for you though? Do you feel that it's easy for you to talk to people, to network, just yeah. to just be like put the vibe out? Is it that easy for you? I feel that it's easy. A lot of people don't. How do you feel about it? I think it's easy as long as you remain true to yourself and you are kind to others and you treat everybody the way that you want to be treated. Agreed. I know Agreed on that. I, that's really what it is. And and as long as you're not looking at... A lot at, of people don't get that, though. A, a lot, lot of people, people have that Trump that. attitude where they think, you know, they, yeah. they come off all thuggish and shit, like, they owe, like I owe them something. Like, I don't owe you shit, nigga. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck out of here. <laughs> like, I've been through some shit where people ask me, like, who are you to even ask me for anything? Like, I don't owe no one no favors, yo. I do this out of love. Like, please understand that. Uh, and you're amazing at what you do. Nah, man. But what? It's because of people like you that provide me with such amazing content and and keeps it, it keep me on point. Like, oh, you you sharing this, right? Of course I am. I got you. <laughs> Don't you worry. You I, got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I always got you. Yeah, because you're again one of my first true believers. So I will forever be grateful and on your side. Yeah, you have a loyal soldier in this, Emma. For forever. <laughs> Trust you me on that, yo. I'm a I'm a don't hide PR dude forever. <laughs> I, I would never stop doing that now. Yo, Jesus Christ. You got me on order. Don't hide PR. <laughs> <laughs> be careful. Those screenshots will be coming at the memes. Oh, shit. Yes. You're going to be fucking with me now. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. The Al Mega meme. not going like this. Don't hide PR. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, wait, yo, use it. Use it. I got you. No problem. Like I said, it's for real talk. So, all right. So, we got the bus. We got everything. Now, this is the big question here. Okay. Because I know this book is going to be a motherfucking hit. It's going to be a hit, and this is going to be like either on Netflix or Amazon. So, uh, if anybody... Uh, see, uh, I know where you're going with this, <laughs> asshole. So, if you, if you could choose anyone to play you in a movie on this, who would you choose? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's like, oh, shit. 
<laughs> Wait a minute, he went different. All right. Um, well, there's a couple of factors that are involved here. It's like, what age? One. What age? Oh, um, all right. So, all right. Oh, okay, the life of Eminem. All right. So, we do, let's do Team Eminem, Eminem, and then, um, um, you know, like post accident Eminem. Um, I don't want to be presumptuous. Uh, no, let's do it. Listen, you got to speak this into the world so we make it happen. Oh, okay. So, uh, Scarlett Johansson would be older me. Hey. Um, and young, younger me would be a YouTuber called Emma Chamberlain. Ooh, I love Emma her. Emma Chamberlain. What? What's she, that? Really? What she does? Yes. Talk about her. Hey, look at the public. She's doing the thing. Let's talk. Are you getting into YouTube publicity too? Hey, folks. Yo, no. Don't hype you all. Don't, you never know. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that, that is all monetized influencing that okay. I don't really want to touch. But Emma Chamberlain, she she's amazing. She's sponsored by Louis Vuitton. Like, no. But huh? she, she she is so down to earth, and she is so um, easy to watch. Like, she just does these short 20-minute videos. I can't even believe I'm talking about Because I actually, like, just recently discovered it's her. It's all right. Listen, we enjoy, we enjoy. But she doesn't it's need so my good. help. I need her help. <laughs> Yeah, but li- no, no, listen, you, know, she don't know yet, but she does need Melissa help because you're awesome. You provide a With- skill set and a talent and an energy that no one else is going to bring to the game. <laughs> well, I, thank you. I, Do you want some breaking news? What's up? I just got an email today. Uh-oh. Oh, about a scoop, scoop. Oh, my God. What are we doing? And I'm saving this for you, my friend. What we got? Damien Eccles. No. I haven't, I can't even bring myself to open the email until I have another whiskey. <laughs> I know. Wow. Yo, I see how you're growing. Oh, my God. This but is that's, amazing. But that's your scoop. So be on Thank the lookout you. for yo, that. You hear this? You hear this? Yo, and we're going to put this all over Comic Crew. That's a scoop and a half. Yo, again, with you, with Don't Hide PR, yo, I love it. She's going to be this motherfucker. Yo, you don't you're going to get yeah, that meme it. and you're going to get that gift. I will. <laughs> but I love it because, again, you're doing something real. You're supporting an amazing community of creators. You know, here you are going through the tragedy that you went through, and here you are delivering. You're just stepping up and, you know, with, you know, again, because you had good people that believed in you. Yep. You know, okay. I will always be a believer, and thank you, Mark, because it was funny. When I first met Mark, I know a creator known as Ben Goldsmith, and I swear to God, no matter what convention I was at, Ben was there. So one day, we, I'm at New, what was this, New York, and I'm talking to, to Mark London in Spanish, because I, I just realized he's Argentinian. He's like, yo, here we are, we fucking just spitting in Spanish, son. And Ben Goldsmith just, just stands there watching us. He looks at me, ah, how the fuck you know this guy? I'm like, first of all, why the hell are you here? Are you following me? And I'm Latino. Why wouldn't I be talking Spanish to another Latino creator? Like, yeah. Like, you know, very few of us in this industry. <laughs> Honest talk, very few of us. Like, Melissa, let's be real. Like, how many Latinos have you run, t- run into in the industry? Mm. I think you could probably put them I'll- on one hand. Two. Two hands. But even still, not enough. Um, I did. I did hear a little, uh, a, a little uh, word on the street about an imprint that was all Latinx. Oh yeah, definitely. I, I have a. I, I interviewed this young lady that has all Latina, you know, Latinx imprint, you know, which is which is great, you know, doing something OG. And 
Oh, I think you would love her because uh, Kaden, Kaden, damn, I forgot what I meant. But she, OG, she goes to really? stores talking about like, yo, check out my comic book and sells them like OG at the store. She ain't relying on no internet sales. Like she goes visit shop after That's shop. That's way to do it. Yeah, yo, she's like an OG. I'm like, enough respect, yo. This is what's up with the ladies nowadays. They believe in, in what it is, you know, right? Oh, no. Cyrus and Spelling. That's the actor you should play Eminem. Ah, they got, uh, that's it. I got you. I got you on the new Eminem right there. Yo, that I did to play Eminem. Well, London's an actor himself. He would know. Hey, there you go. There you go. Eminem, we got you. No, that's it. It's a wrap. You're the new Eminem. I can see that. Marshall Mathers, you have lost your fucking name. All right, bro. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. I'm only fucking around. Before he fucking kicks my ass over here. Not that he can, because he can't. Oh, just saying. No. Um, but with that, though, I have the awesome Melissa here. Please follow her on Twitter, right here at her personal. And, of course, at the business that give you a real creator, real talk. This is the person that will give you 100% of her energy and get your message out there in such a scale. And she really follows up. Like when, you know, I like to be on point, but when I'm not on point, Melissa, check me like, yo, did you get that? <laughs> and I love that about that. That that's real energy is somebody that believes in who they're working with. And that's the website. If you don't believe for myself, for yourself, you know, go ahead. Go to Don't Hide PR. Right? And you're gonna see how awesome they are right there. But most importantly, yo, this is a lady that never thought she was gonna be an author. You know, acting all boozy. I ain't an, I ain't an author. <laughs> And now she, she dropped us. She even got a book, too. So this is book one. that's not even dropped yet. She's already talking about book two. How awesome is that? We are head press right there. It's dropping on 3-3-22. You could pre-order it right now on the head press website. Don't sleep. This is a journey that I'm, I'm, it's going to make you feel. I mean, even me talking about her, she had me get watery eyes a couple of times. Like, damn it, Melissa. It's because you're my friend, and I, and I, and I feel for the journey. And the energy, because, you know, we're, we're riding, we're riding, we're trying to make it to the top together. And then a salute and a whole cheers to you. So, yeah. I know that flowers aren't given, so let me give you your flowers for I have the moment. Like, thank you for what you do, putting your energy out there, putting good energy, you know what I mean? And sharing other people's stuff and wanting to help others. You're doing God's work, if, whether you know it or not, you know what I mean? Whether you believe in that or not. But you are doing that. You're doing really good work. So, you know, if others haven't said this to you, I'll say thank you for doing that. You are awesome. Well, I couldn't do it without you either, but now you got me, like, schmitzing, so. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man, you're amazing. You're my homegirl, and I really do appreciate your friendship and everything that you've done and the belief in me and my brand and and our journey together. And, again, another cheers to to another whole bunch of years riding this motherfucker. All right. Yeah. So with that, folks, you know what to do with the Comic Crusaders brand. Now, I, exception of two things, visit the awesome shop. There's one of my boy, Dark Course 305, the Comic Crusaders dot shop. Maybe you want some awesome swag like this awesome hoodie. Yeah, it's a hoodie. Look at me looking all sexy. I didn't want to put that hood because I didn't want to get shot by cops if we wear a hood. You know how it is in the motherfucking hood. All right. So go to ComicCities.us. And with that, I'm Al Mega with the amazing Melissa Mazawas, otherwise my M&M. All right. With that. Thanks for tuning in, ladies. Thank you for listening to the Comic Crusaders podcast. 
If you like the content, please subscribe and turn on notifications. Also, please visit ComicCrusaders.com and our extended podcast family over at UndercoverCaves.com. And also, make sure to download the Comic Crusaders app on the Google Play Store today. 